Hey everyone, welcome to Unlikely to Apologize. I'm one of your hosts, Nikki. And I'm Heather. I'm back. You're back. I'm back. It's I been... wasn't here last week. I was so sad to miss what a great conversation with Bree. Right. I feel like I feel like I haven't seen seen you in like two weeks. It's been I know a very we're not long even time. together right now. I'm recording no. from home. I got COVID, guys. <laughs> finally hit her after two years just when you thought you were in the clear i know i made it my husband brought it home for the second time i didn't get it the first time but i got it this time do you really think he had it the second time he had it and so this is so he because he's been sick um neither one of us actually tested positive our son gavin actually tested positive last week for it so that's kind of how we know we had it but um he had been sick for like a week and I didn't get it because he's sick, right? So I kind of stayed away from him. Mm-hmm. Well, we um, hung out the Friday night right before I got sick. And we had some wine. And so <laughs> we kissed a little. And I woke up the next morning with 103 fever. And I told him <laughs> he's never allowed to open mouth kiss me again. <laughs> never allowed to open mouth kiss me. Isn't that funny? I feel like when we were sick in December, the same thing, like I dodged the bullet. Like John was sick for like a week. He missed the Christmas party and all this stuff. And then I had gotten home and like, I, I think that night I like kissed him because, yeah. you know, I had, I had a bunch of stuff to drink and I wanted some kisses before I went to bed and I woke up, sick. if not the next day, Christmas Eve. No, I woke up Christmas Eve with like mm. knives in my throat. Oh my gosh. And it no, was all his fault. Was the next morning. And I was like, yeah. never, nope. <laughs> you don't get to kiss me ever again. No more uh, off kisses. Anyway. But yes, I was sad to miss you with Brie. Brie had a lot of great things to say. Um, definitely um, kind of awakened. She kind of left me speechless. I think I mentioned this earlier um, when we talked earlier. So um, a lot of great things I took away from that. So I can't wait. To yeah, no, I've listened. It's put so that good. in practice. Yes. So um, how <laughs> was the weekend? uneventful other than well because we couldn't leave the house you know gavin's got COVID now um other than the playoff games holy crap right we watched literally football all weekend and they all came down to like the last what four seconds four minutes then four seconds yeah no i told gavin because gavin's a huge chiefs fan going into the game i was like well first of all none of the home teams have won so keep that in (laughs) mind And it doesn't matter what's happening in the game. The last four minutes is when it all is going to (laughs) change. Right. And that's literally what happened all weekend. Every game. Every game came down to the last four seconds. Field goals, winning it. It was insane. Um, But you guys, you went out Saturday night to watch the 49ers. We went out. Yep, the Niners, because um, John's like a John and Ryan are huge fans. So we did that Saturday. And then Sunday, we went out as well. But it was a little bit more low-key because it was a Niners game. But Saturday afternoon. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, uh, we, I will say, were invited to um, Austin pop-up retreats, excuse me. And the woman's name who's running that is Tish. And she reached out to us and invited us uh, to do her retreat this weekend, which was uh, Connection and Curiosity. So I know I've told you this, but I don't think I've said it on the show yet. This year for me is the year of yes. So like, I have to say yes to things that I would normally say no. And those who know me know that I'm not this like journal writing, manifesting woman. Like (laughs) I'm so jealous because I am, (laughs) I know you, it would have been perfect for you, but I will say I was kind of enlightened and I was definitely, it was nice. Like I've never been to anything like that. And for me to sit Mm -hmm. down and kind of connect with myself and like, I'm like meditated. I don't meditate. So I was like, this is all, um, very new to me and a very like good experience. So um, mm-hmm. shout out to Austin pop-up retreats for a great woman's day uh, retreat that we did on Saturday. It was also at the riding barn, which was gorgeous. Yeah, I've never been there. And then it's Caitlin like, hosted a workshop. Yeah, Caitlin did yoga. Um, I unfortunately had to leave because it was kind of a last minute thing. So um, I'm actually going, I, you have to let me know if you can go Saturday too. I'm going to meet with Caitlin Saturday yeah. to do our contrast therapy and uh, yoga class on Saturday. So I'll have news info on that for next week, but yeah, definitely so out of my comfort zone. Um, and I'm not going to apologize for being uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> because it was a little, it was a little, it was great. 
I want to, I have to say that it was great. It was just something I'm not used to doing. It's so. out of very out of your norm and your comfort zone. Exactly. Which and, is so cool to be able to do that though. Right. Like it's, like I said, the year of yes. So I did it. I, uh, I said yes to something I would probably say no and tell people that you're crazy and it's not my thing to do. <laughs> um, but they had a cute little like setup. Um, I got a little journal, so the candle. Oh. Oh, I think I forgot the candle. I have to check. Um, but it was a great, and there was a uh, catering from Maggie's farms, which did Never a lot of, it. um, that I was only able to eat the salad, as you know, cause I can't eat much, <laughs> much yeah. to begin with, but it was delicious. Um, in the property, it's called the writing barn. Um, they have like places where you can house family. Like, so it's like almost like an, a little resort type thing, but oh, very cool. much nature. It's literally Austin's best kept secret. It's in the middle of like a residential. Yeah, it. yeah. It's in the middle of a residential area. And it's surrounded by trees. And she's got, I want to say, six to seven different houses that all serve different purposes. So, like, wow. you're the writing barn, which is kind of a way for you to, if you're into writing and you need to journal or whatever, it's a way to sit. They had the, we were in the Buddha Hall, I think it's called. And that's where we did all of our, like, retreat activities. Um, cool. Yeah, it was definitely something. It was, it was really cool. I would go back there in a heartbeat, just even just to hang out. It was very serene. So Ooh, it was nice. nice to get back to that. So yeah, I wanted to, my year of yes, there it is. Did you, did you do anything or have any practice, right? Like you said, you meditated and you journaled. Is there anything that you did that you would incorporate into your life after that? Like, would you meditate like on your own or would you start journaling on your own? Did you find so, that kind of? So I actually talked, I actually talked to John about this because they were, what I loved about it is they were very much like, it's okay if your your thoughts are kind of wandering, right? So like my first instinct is to just think of a hundred things that I have to do, right. right? So we had like a morning meditation where they kind of guide you to find your, it was with the therapist, um, Sarah. I, oh, I apologize. Um, I forgot her name, our full name, but I'll put the link in her link in our um, description. But Sarah ran, she's a therapist, local therapist. She ran kind of a, a skill to help, um, with anxiety and like, out of, like trying to control your feelings. And that was kind of in a meditative state where you had to pick a safe spot or a safe place to go to, which was very interesting to me because my initial thought was, Ooh, I'm going to go to the beach or I'm going to yeah. go somewhere on vacation. And then as I, and as, and she talks about your breath and I noticed when I lay down, I was immediately labored breath. Like I was so fast, which is just probably a quick glance into how my body is just always, like, go, go, go. Like I, even how I talk, listen to me, but, and she, and <laughs> so I finally get to a point where like I slowed my breath and this, this place or this memory comes back to mind and it's me and John in our first house in Naugatuck. And I had, we had these green walls that we never painted. They were just what the original owners had. Uh-huh. And it's just us in bed with the dogs and we're giggling. And that was like my safe place. And Aww. when I woke, <laughs> isn't that like, yeah. I love that. So, and it was funny too, because I wake up and I like, it was like you talk and you share your stories. And I was like, I'm very independent of my husband. Like we're not, I'm not like, oh, John, 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 you know, <laughs> but for whatever reason, that was it. So I thought that was interesting because it was something that I wouldn't normally do. So I think out of all, just to share that quick story, but to answer your question, because it's <laughs> long winded. Um, I think I would add meditation more so than journaling. Okay. Although I would like to get to journaling, there are things that I do internally mm-hmm. that I feel are my way of journal. Maybe putting it pen to paper might be a little bit more helpful, but the meditation, I feel like if I can get myself to relax, I might actually yeah. be able to okay. calm, you know, yeah. the second meditation we did was a guided one. That was one where I couldn't get my brain to stop thinking yeah. of all the things we were doing. And one of the things that John and I were talking about, he's like, if you practice meditation more, mm-hmm. you'll be able to get to a point and understand where your body can be guided through. See, so yeah, I have a hard time with meditation because of the same kind of, yeah, my brain won't stop. And I feel like mm-hmm. I have to be thinking about something while I'm meditating, but I guess that defeats the purpose of right so and they were very nice to let us know like that's normal like there's no right or wrong way to do it right yeah you know so I think I would try to do that um I'm gonna try to give myself like 10 to 15 minutes of a day even if it's just me laying down on the ground staring at the ceiling like just to kind (laughs) of get I because 
the biggest thing I would love to do is to get my brain to be like, okay, here's what you have to do, A, B, and C, instead of me walking around the house going, huh, what, what was I, wait, yeah. I need to do the laundry, or wait, I need to, oh, I didn't do the laundry because I was reminded that I needed to do something else. So I went and go, you know, I want to see if there's yeah. a way that I can calm that, that back and forth process. So yeah, it was really good. So cool. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Definitely would have been something. I'm, I hate that you were sick. Um, but if you weren't sick, I wouldn't have gone and I wouldn't have been in, opened up to all of this. So <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. I'm happy you got to go and experience that. And like, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. It was definitely, definitely nice. So, um, all right. So should we talk about our topic today? Uh, yes, it's a good one. I think it's a very good one. It's, um, it's a really good one. And I didn't realize the reason I do a lot, like when I say I'm sorry, the reason for it. So I, so our topic is, um, I guess, more so just like apologizing and uh, like defining what that means. Right. And what, why we do it. Yeah. And why why we do do it. it. And for me, I just, I'm, I'm always the person that's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize for everything. And then like doing this kind of research for it. I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. (laughs) Now. Yes. So what I found, so I, I don't apologize. I mean, that's, so I don't know how, yeah. I know what I'm going to say because you don't, but okay. So what I found is, and this, when I say this, I feel like it'll trigger why I do and why you don't. Okay. Let's let's hear it. On a couple different places, articles that I found that I was reading, low self-esteem and poor confidence lead to over-apologizing. So if you're a more confident person and you have higher self-esteem, you will over-apologize less than somebody who kind of has self-esteem issues, which I feel like between the two of us, you are very confident. And that's one of the things that I admire so much about you Uh, is your confidence. So I'm not just a bitch. (laughs) 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 Um, So I can see that. And so I, I, I felt like I was like, that's really, really cool to know that because I'm like, it makes so much sense. It does. So something, I found a few things when researching, but that's going to bring me to the point of, cause I have a similar point that with the, the confidence thing as well. But one of the things that I found interesting, so I kind of took it from a standpoint of, I'm going to use work, for example, like male versus female roles in the workplace. And that one of the things I found interesting from one of the articles I read was we display a lack of confidence when we apologize in emails. So somebody can turn around and just be like, hey, this was supposed to be like this. I've corrected it. Go check it out. Right? Mm -hmm. Like that would be a standard email. Whereas if I wrote it, hey, apologies. I noticed I made a mistake. I've corrected it. I'm starting a sentence that's already lacking somewhat of a a confident issue. So I found that interesting too. So one of the things that I was trying to pay attention to was how often do I start my emails? I went back to my scent and see how often I say apologies, apologies. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, I did it more frequently than I, I happened as I just said, I don't apologize, but in work, I will apologize if, if something's wrong. So that's funny. The confidence part of it is kind of, we kind of both led with that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and it, it, I used to be, and, and cause I was thinking back, you know, over the course of my life. And when I used to be like eight years ago, when I met Shane, I was very confident. I felt very secure in who I was. Um, that kind of started to kind of deteriorate as we started our um, fertility journey and all of that kind of stuff. But I've noticed that as I got more or as I got less confident in myself is when I overcompensate by apologizing more. Huh. Now, why do you think that is? Do you feel that because you're not confident in yourself, you're not confident in your ability to 
help or support or treat or be a part of whatever situation that you are in? I mean, that's a really good question, but like, <laughs> I feel like part of it is right. So when you say, I'm sorry, right. You're apologizing for something mm -hmm. you're apologizing to show like you regret something, right. I'm sorry. I hurt you or I'm sorry for mm -hmm. whatever you're saying. I'm sorry for it's kind of like a regret and empathy, but right. I do it as like a people pleasing, like, so it's more of a, a defense mechanism in a sense. Yeah. Like yeah. it's so, yeah. I mean, people pleasing, I think, I think as women in, in general, that's just what we are. We're people pleasers. Right. We're, we're raised to be people pleasers. That's another thing I read in our post today. Um, or um, the, yes, today, today's Monday in our post where we yeah. defined apologies. There's a, a stat there it says women are 25 percent more likely to apologize than men and that came from one of the articles that i read um and i'll put the article or the link to the website in the description but 25 percent more likely to apologize than men because we're raised with to value empathy more right. and men are raised to value strength more mm -hmm. which is an interesting fact too did you? Yes. Which is an interesting fact if you think about it, because I think about growing up and yes, I got the empathetic, um, <clears throat> like I was taught to be empathy, empathetic, excuse me, but I was also taught, taught to be assertive, you know, make sure you make a place for yourself, be strong, don't cry. Like all these things came into place, which is right. kind of those strong characteristics. So it's interesting to see how maybe it's changed since when we were kids. And maybe our generation that's raising kids is no longer having that separation with the empathy and the, the strength and, and maybe yeah. learning to value both equally. Whereas I think it's a generational thing. So when we were younger, we had a, a place or a role right. in a sense where we were taught to that. I would do something or I would feel I used to do it, I should say, is I would notice I would do something and I would notice that it was upsetting or if somebody was upset and I didn't even know why they were upset, I would go, I'm sorry, because I well, empathize. I felt bad. Too. Yeah. It's, it's, you feel bad. It's a habit to say, I'm sorry, as almost like a verbal placeholder for something else. Right. right? It's so quick because you want to acknowledge it. And it's a you acknowledge it's a what's habit. Going on. Yeah. So it's just a habit of saying it as like a verbal, like a verbal placeholder in a certain right. situation. Right. So like, you know, when, when somebody bumps into you or you bump into somebody else, what do you say? You don't say, excuse me. You don't say, pardon me. You say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Well, when you do that, you're apologizing for taking up space. Right. right? Space is so important. Yeah. And I say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be saying, I'm sorry. I should be saying, excuse me. Because by saying, I'm sorry, after I've bumped into you, I'm now apologizing for taking up space. Right. That makes, sense. that makes sense. Back to what I did this weekend. That was a big concept of the whole thing was creating a space, a space for yourself. That's actually very good. Like I'm trying to think, I usually sometimes say my bad. It looks like if I run, it's funny, my bad, but I'm a big, excuse me person. I will say, excuse me, but I go, excuse me. Sorry. That's literally how I, um, that's how I would, um, go, excuse me me sorry excuse me so sorry like that's yeah, how I, I'm so that's sorry what I you're still yeah. saying I'm so sorry right in that right. excuse me yeah so it's like retraining almost that the bad habit of using the I'm sorry as like a verbal placeholder for what you're actually like experiencing if that makes right. sense Right. And I never thought it's about also that so, and it's so quick to get out of your mouth so it makes sense yeah. that and it's easy and it makes other people like feel like, oh, okay, right, you're sorry. Right. Yeah. I also feel like when people apologize to me in situations like that, that I'm also quick to be, don't be, or no worries. Like I immediately, and I think that's because I can empathize that I know that they're just saying it because it's polite thing to do, right? Like it's, it's not, it's, it's a very polite not, thing to do. Yeah, but if you actually look at like the definition of apologize and what it means to actually give an apology and like why we give an apology, that's actually not the right words to use. Right. In most situations. In most situations, right. Because um, you're supposed to, it's, you know, that regret because you know, like you're aware. 
Yeah. Right. That this is something I, I legitimately did wrong. And, right. You know, Which is what an apology should be reserved for is something that you actually are apologizing for doing or hurting somebody or not simply right. for existing or taking right. up space. Taking up space. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. So another thing that I read in one of these articles, which I found to be um, very interesting, was the difference between men and women, right? We talked about earlier. Um, there are, like, situations in which men won't feel that um, what they did was actually incorrect. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. we immediately go. So we're apologizing for things that we think are incorrect, Whereas men just, like, boys will be boys, right? It's, it's not offensive. I don't need to apologize for it. Um, whereas we, and I, go, I think that goes back to the empathy conversation we had earlier um, with, uh, you know, being taught to acknowledge that more. But it, when, when put in situations, same, same similar situations, men and women would have the same um, thing going on. It was shown that. I think it was, um, I got to find the actual statistic. I thought I wrote it down, but it was shown that men were just like, eh, like, it, like it is what it is type of attitude. Well, that right? goes back though to why more women apologize than men and more like adult women perceive themselves as making more mistakes like than men. Mm-hmm. So that like women actually feel like they have more to be sorry for than men do. Right. And I guess that's how we're we're raised differently. It's yeah. It just goes back. Society makes us kind of feel like that. Right, and it always amazes me too. Like, and 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 not to come back to like like I have my manager and I who have a very great relationship, and one of the things that we will always talk about, and I'll make a comment: you're a man and I'm a woman, so he can be more receiving sometimes than I would. We could say the same thing. He just says it maybe in some different words and it always is more received coming from him. Then it makes me think of like all these different work situations that I've been in. I had a boss one time tell me that I was walking a thin line between being confident and cocky. Ooh. Yeah. And I remember going, if I was the difference, thank you. Because in my mind, I'm thinking of all the things that I was taught to be. I was taught to be aggressive, assertive. If you want something, you go after it. Like, But what's the difference then between being confident and being cocky? Because if you're a man behaving the same way. They would be getting a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah, he's so confident. He's so confident. He's getting the job done. There's, there's you know, I look back at that situation so much. And that was probably five or six years ago. Um, and I always go, what did I, like, what did I do? Other than I walked into a room, I knew my stuff and I put it all out on the table. Like, he was intimidated here you go. By you. Intimidation. That's another, that's another one that usually comes up. But like, I still feel that I wouldn't have received that feedback had I been, in, I, apo- I apologize. You apologize. And so you were I, apologizing for being who you are. Right. And I, I remember going back going, I apologize that you feel that way. I'm just trying to, you know, let you know. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember what the situation was. I, I admit I am, co- I'm very confident. Like I, I know I am. And it's not, I don't mean to be. But that's a good quality I feel like to have, to be right. confident because the alternative is to be not confident when I'm not confident. Mm-hmm. And so I apologize all the time for things simply for existing or like. That's them all that makes that hurts. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> not like, I'm sorry I'm alive, but like. <laughs> no, I, I get it. So I feel like I would rather have that confidence and be sure of myself than not. Right. But when is it too much? Like, when is that, you know, like, when is it too much? Apparently in that situation, it was too much. Like I knew my shit too good that I was cocky. Which is interesting because I I would like to know the difference to what what is is his definition of cocky versus his definition of confidence. Right. And it was that moment too, that I also think that the, what I mentioned earlier about saying apologies and emails because I was what I thought was assertive, assertive, excuse me, 
confident and I was speaking my mind as I was told, but also like trying not to be bossy because Lord knows if you're bossy, that could be another mistake for other things. Um, That's where I noticed all the apologies in my email. I'm like, I'm wondering if I subconsciously started apologizing in emails because I didn't want people to think that I was just barking orders or, you know, but it, it, reading yeah. these art, these two different articles, I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally making myself look like I'm not confident in what I'm doing because I'm starting my email with apologies. Well, and so what I read you're supposed to do in an email, like specifically in a work email, instead of saying, I'm sorry, you're supposed to say, thank you. Yep. <clears throat> so I always go, thanks for the heads up. And then, yeah. So instead of saying, I'm sorry, or apologizing for something, you're supposed to say, thank you, because you're supposed to replace the feeling of shame with the feeling of gratitude. And saying, I'm sorry, is the feeling of shame, and thank you is the gratitude. So you're supposed to replace them. That is a good, that's good. Yeah. I'm going to try, I'm going to try that, I'm going to try that tomorrow. So instead of me typing apologies, if if I need to in any of my emails. I did this the other day because, you know, I took some time off in December, but I guess I got an email like my last day and then I had the two weeks off mm-hmm. and one of my clients was asking me about something and I immediately was like, apologies, I was on break, I was catching up on emails, yep. but I, I should have been... I'm so sorry for my delayed response. Yeah. What I should have said, hey, thanks for bringing this to my attention. I'll get yep. right to it. Such a better email. It, it, and it, it also, I feel like, sets a tone to the reader too. Right. right. You're thinking that I'm sorry is shame, which would be negative. Mm-hmm. Thank you is more like happy, we're, right? I'm happy. gracious. Yeah. Um, so it, it maybe changes the tone for both the sender and the reader. Yeah. Cause it almost kind of feels like that would be like a team effort, right? Because yeah, you like, said something to me, I'm acknowledging that you said this thing to me, but it's, it's not a bad thing. We can work on it together. Yeah. I like that. I I'm going to try that tomorrow. Too. I read it yeah. and I was like, that's stupid. And then like, <laughs> I read it again and I was like, well, that's actually really like, that's actually a really, really good That's a thing. really good one. But, and I had never thought of, I'm sorry, as shame. And so it's like to, to put. To connect those two. To con- yeah. So to connect. I mean, I guess. It, so let's, so that's a good too. point too, because if you think about when you apologize, like, when you are sincerely apologizing, not in the quick, I bumped into you, I'm sorry, but since it, it breaks my heart, it's because not only did I hurt somebody, but I kind of hurt myself because maybe I was out of character. Maybe I wasn't paying attention to something like there is a, a there is shame assigned to, uh, attached to that, it's right? It's negative because, and you feel bad and they feel bad. Like if you're oh, actually uh, using, I'm sorry, the way that it's intended. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's, I hurt you because typically, right, you're apologizing. Somebody's hurt. You're not saying like, I'm sorry because I made your day better. Like, right. You're yeah. apologizing because you kind of, you know, did something right. to hurt me. Yeah. And so I'm constantly, when I was younger, I was constantly worried about like people's feelings. And that would be another reason why I would over apologize. So yeah. like if I had something that I needed to say, but I knew it could hurt somebody. You I would apologize, always apologize. And I bet you apologize first before you oh, yeah. said the thing that you mm-hmm. were going to say. Yep. And I would be, I would, I would say, I don't mean to, I want to use a comparison as to like then and now. So before I'd be like, before I'd be like, I'm sorry, but can I just say something? Whereas yeah. now I'd be like, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. And then I would say what I want to say. And then at the end, if I've hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. But before I would start yeah. the sentence with the apology. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. Like if you actually start to think about it and how you do it in your own life. Right. Why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and like, and that was something else that I read. Like it is, it's essential to understand the deeper reasons you're using. I'm sorry as the verbal clutch. Like there's yeah. something deeper to That's it. Good. And it's like I said earlier, like it's, it's a verbal clutch. It's just a phrase that you're just throwing around. And if you, if you do that, then when you actually do have to apologize, like if you're somebody who says you're sorry for everything, how do people know if you're actually sorry or if you're just like, sorry. That was good. That was going to be my next question. Over apologizing also makes question 
the genuine is it genuine is that the word i'm looking for um genuineness i don't know do you know what i'm saying like how do you know how genuine are you yes is it over apologizing how do you know that they are actually truthful in their apology or they're just it's they're just saying it because or they're just exactly they're saying it's a verbal clutch so like i appreciate whenever i'm in a situation where if i'm hurt or i hurt somebody um and there's that that word i'm just going to call it the word that word is there i don't prefer to have just i'm sorry i want an acknowledgement either if it's from me or the other person to tell me what you're apologizing for so at least you yeah. understand. And the reason I, I do this, and you and I have had conversations about this, I think even when I first met you, I would prefer somebody to tell me when I've done something wrong, what it was that I did wrong. So me as a person can respect your boundaries and make right. sure that I'm not doing anything. If, if I know you're mad, but I don't know what you're mad about, I can continue right. to make the same mistake. So that means I'm going to apologize over and over again, rather than being told right. to correct the behavior and then maybe we won't be in the situation where it's uncomfortable and somebody's mad or upset. Well, well, yeah, but kind of what I started to do is I, I say I'm sorry sometimes because the other thing is I'm not going to apologize for something anymore, at least. I'm not going to apologize for something that I did that I don't regret doing, even if it hurt you. So, like, I've, I've apologized to my husband that his feelings got hurt by something mm-hmm. I did or said, but not that I did or said the thing. Right. I can't think of any examples like off the top <clears> of my head, but like, I've definitely said, I, I'm sorry that your feelings got hurt, but I'm not sorry that I did the thing that I did that hurt your right. feelings. So this is, a, I have an example. Of this but is, is that be, wrong to do that? No, then? no. It's, that's a, that's a, that's a great way. So if I'm going to use this example to fill what you just did, and it's, it's going to be a dumb example because it's just something little. John asked me a question yesterday mm-hmm. and apparently I like snapped my answer back. I, <laughs> I heard it as it came out of my mouth and I was like, Oh God, please don't like, cause you know, when you're like, ah, oh, shit, this is going to be it. Here it is. I said it in that tone. I said it in the tone. And then he was like, Whoa, I don't need the attitude. And my response was, that was not my intention. Yes. I meant to just say it this way. I'm sorry if, if that alarmed you. <laughs> That's an example, right? Like, yes. I didn't intend to do it. It wasn't an intention. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I didn't mean to make you upset. I'm sorry that you are being upset. Right. But, but I'm not sorry that, that I wasn't... said the thing that I said. <laughs> right. I'm sorry my tone how was it off. came out. I'm sorry for how it came out. <laughs> But here, here's the answer to your question. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good example, but I was trying to like that put it together. That happens in my house all the time. Yeah. I apologize for the tone, but I right? meant what I said. And I heard that's it come I out of, it. I heard it come out of my mouth and I'm like, not today, Nick. Not today, Nick. <laughs> like, get it together. Actually, yes. Yesterday. Oh, I said something. And he stopped dead in his tracks because he asked me a question he was, as he was walking out of the room. Mm-hmm. And... I responded and he stopped and I did the, oh shit. <laughs> you have that like mini heart attack. Like, please, please don't let it be this one. Please don't it let it be today. <laughs> mean to say it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was just answering the question and it just happens to be diary oh. of the mouth right now. <laughs> and if he's, what I've noticed is when I say something loudly apparently that's when I have an attitude in my voice. Mm-hmm. So if I'm talking, so he was walking out of the room. So my voice got louder. So he would hear me. <laughs> that's when there was an attitude. But if I talk in a normal, not yelling tone, like there's no attitude. And I've tried to explain that, but. Oh no, I had like a legit two voice came out of my <laughs> mouth yesterday and I heard it and I was like, that, w- that wasn't the place, Nick. That's no, that's, but I, I was like, he was like, whoa, I was like, wasn't my intention. I'm so sorry. Like did not mean to, I, I'm just answering your question. Do not unleash the beast. Yeah. I promise you I'm not mad or I'm not mad at the question, but like there's a perfect example of just like a mishap, right? Or a miscommunication mm-hmm. can lead to that hurting somebody's feelings or having the wrong tone in something. That's why I appreciate when those sorries or apologies happen, right. that I get the reason you feel you're apologizing. 
Right. Right. Like I, you said it earlier, I don't want to apologize for what I said. I want to apologize for how it made you feel. Right. Right. I, I never intend to, I never want to hurt anybody. I never intend to hurt anybody. Like <clears throat> that's never the intent, but mm-hmm. sometimes, right. You have an off day and an attitude slips out. Right. And you're like, well, this is not what I meant to happen. And I'm sorry for that. But Right. Things are still the same. I mean, it, it goes to a lot of things too, like people, per, per, how people receive things. Like I'm a big, I think you and I have talked about this. I will, if John and I are in a position where we need to talk about something, I will legit ask, can we have a serious conversation? Mm-hmm. And I do that simply for the fact that if he's in a place where he's not going to be able to receive the information that I'm about to give him, it's not going to be a valuable conversation. We're not going to. No, it's anything. not at all. And not even that we need to fix anything, but we're not going to be able to navigate the situation however we need to because one party involved is just not in the place to receive anything. Correct. Yeah. Right? Usually a serious talk leads to somebody's feelings were hurt, something needs to change in the relationship, whatever it may be. Right. So if, if he says no, and I'm like, okay, we'll put this on the table for later. Well, and that- this now. And I'm starting to do the same thing where like, mm-hmm. I don't remember what night it was, but- Shane pissed me off and um, <laughs> I got really upset and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this right now. Um, I am not doing this. I'm going to go. And so, so that that doesn't happen. Right. And that behavior too, I've, the reason I'm uh, to bring it up is that's when people get hurt more, even yourself. If I'm right. fired up on something, and I feel a certain way. I'm not going to be true to myself or true to the situation if I'm just hot and heavy and coming in, right? right? I need to take a minute to come back because it's not fair to the other person. It's I not t- fair. It's not fair to me. But like, I like yeah. to take a. But there are times that I come in hot and heavy, and yeah. he'll tell me. <laughs> there are many times where I do. Yeah. yeah, but he'll tell me like Nick, like you're doing this now, and I and right. I'll take a step back, and I'll I will in that moment go, I'm sorry. Like, right. I didn't want it to happen this way. I do want to talk about this, but if, if this is, if, if we're both, if I'm too heated and this is not coming out the way that I want to, why don't we just talk about it later? Right. So that is another version of saying sorry, but to the point where I'm apologizing more so because I'm not getting the point across that I want to, because it's I'm so upset. With this. In a, well, and, and if the other person's having, right, if you guys are in a heated discussion or something, the other person's got their feelings they're not going to receive anything you say the way you are intending it to be no. received anyway. Right. And if it's, it's not fair to anybody in that situation to have those conversations. Right. And what so, I, whatever it was last week, I said something and um, I told them, I said, and I'm not sorry for the things I said. <laughs> I meant it and I'm not sorry. So back to it. So a lot of the things that, I was reading with doing this was the interaction between the two sexes, like what men deemed worthy of an apology. Ooh, I need to know that. And what women would just automatically apologize for. One of the ones I mentioned is just something at work, something at work, you know, I forgot to respond to an email. So my initial response was apologies. Whereas somebody would might just be like, all right, you know, I've been out for the past couple of days. I'll, I'll um, get through it. There was another one. I want to see if I can find it. I made notes, but I accidentally ripped them out this weekend. So. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the other thing that um, happens sometimes, too, is when, uh, when women vent. Have you ever called a friend up, start venting, and go, I'm so sorry. I need to do this. I'm so sorry. I need to vent. I'm so sorry. We need to do that to you. <laughs> do you know or why I'll you fix it out? <laughs> right? But do you and know then why I say, we? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Do you know why we do that? We do that because we feel we're a burden <gasps> to the other to person. So we're we take this idea of us feeling a certain way or us needing to get something off of our chest and literally handing that load over to somebody else. That's why we immediately go to apologize. I'm sorry to burden you with this load. Oh, 
So we immediately go, I, and I've done, when I was younger, I used to do, I just, I would call one of my best friends every day after work. I'm like, I'm sorry, I just need to vent. But I like, I do that to you. Yeah, you do. I love you. But, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what do I say? There's no need to apologize. I always yeah. tell you, don't apologize. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's literally this, this, our subconscious really feels that we are just transferring this load you know, of negative emotions or whatever it may be to another person. We're burdening them with the situation. That is so interesting. And right? exactly how you feel when you're doing that, like a burden. Mm-hmm. But you do, if you think about it in the, in the literal sense, you need to get it off your chest or get it off your yeah. shoulders. But right. you're passive. You also know that you're passing it on to somebody else. So you immediately, you're empathizing the fact that they're going to feel something for well, this. Because I'm, yeah, at least you're, you're acknowledging that I know what I'm doing is this heavy burden. But I'm going to do right. it anyway, but I'm going to apologize for it, but I'm still going right. to do it. Right. So you're gearing up to let them know that this might change your mental state. What I'm about to tell you, what my venting might be. You know, you might come to me for advice with a situation that's happening at work that has nothing to do with me. But I'm going to get fired up for you. Oh, I because... get all fired up on your stuff when you yeah. talk about work. <laughs> but like I get fired up for you. So it's almost like you're apologizing for my reaction to something to your load. Right. Does that make sense? Like it's good. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting because I've never, let me get this off my chest. I never actually visualize what it is you're doing. That is really good. So then what would be something that a man would deem appropriate to apologize for? So if women are apologizing, right, if, if essentially I'm, because I don't think that if, if, okay, right. So let's say something happens and Shane and I are having a disagreement and I'm going to call you and vent to you. He's not going to do the same to John, right? They're going to go grab a beer. And if they talk about anything, no one's apologizing for anything. Whereas I'm constantly telling you, I'm sorry for calling you with this burden mm-hmm. But Shane's yep. not doing the same thing. Men will only apologize or are more likely to apologize when they accept that they did something wrong. Oh. So going out with a friend and talking with them about what happened, they will not apologize for talking wrong. about it. Which they didn't do anything didn't wrong. Do anything wrong either. No, but we think it, we feel bad for calling our friend and mm-hmm. telling the situation. So interesting. Whereas the man doesn't feel bad talking to another person or if he doesn't talk at all, because there's situations like that where they won't talk about right. it. But it's the here. fact we, we apologize because we're literally, we're, we're about to change somebody's day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to blow your world. I don't want to blow your world. <laughs> literally what it is. So men, they'll apologize to you or their spouse, their relationship. They'll even apologize to work if they felt they've crossed the line. But they have to acknowledge that what they did was wrong. So, and then they have the part where they, own, they have to own it. own it. So I guess my question would be then, essentially, in my marriage, when I apologize to Shane versus when Shane apologizes to me, his apologies are more sincere than mine. So, yes. And the reason being, the other thing that I read, um, and I'll have the article for you guys. um, Yeah, we'll link the article. Is is men more so apologize when they're out of their comfort zone. Like when they've Mm. done something that's not out of their normal behavior, it's not, or it's not something that's recognized as normal behavior. It's something that's, that's not comfortable. Sometimes could be apologizing for something could also be, you know, a humiliating situation for a male whereas mm-hmm. women are very confident because we're empathetic well we automatically i'm so sorry you're dealing with this because it's that that empathy oh that's good yeah so it was interesting this is a fun little topic to research this um, was a fun topic to research you know one of my favorite things to do in college was research papers so my favorite thing mm-hmm. to do is to have a topic and research. Yeah, no, this was good. I've never um, talked about it afterwards. I've only ever like taken the information <laughs> and written a paper. So this was new, but this was really cool. It was. Um, I'm wondering what else we should talk about or should um, we, or should we be mindful of time? We could be mindful of time. Okay. Um, so I guess I'm going to ask you then, what is 
one thing that you used to apologize for, but you would be unlikely to apologize for now? I am unlikely to apologize in general. Um, for the most part, I take ownership of my actions. But I wasn't always like this. I used to worry all the time about hurting someone's feelings, but quickly learned that that was a disservice to myself and for other people. Mm. Um, it's not fair to me or anyone close to me to not, for them to not know how I feel. Like I need right. to be honest with them. And um, I appreciate that you are. Like I've, I've told you before, like I, one, I admire that about you because I'm not as free to feel that I can do that because mm. I feel like um, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings in a, in a non-justified way by simply telling my truth. Like if, right, if you upset me, I'm not going to tell you that you upset me. By no, see, I want you to tell me immediately. If you would be like, hey, Heather, you did this and it hurt my feelings mm -hmm. because I don't want to like... And so, yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, it's that disservice thing by me right. not being honest or you not being honest with me. I think I say this to all my, like in all my friendships, like we're going to go down a path of honesty. <laughs> right. Like there is no, if you're going to, if I am welcoming you, welcoming you into this world, don't keep things from me. Tell me how you feel at all times. Cause like I said earlier, I would much rather make a decision that a, I can't be a part of this relationship anymore because right. it is, is too much of myself is being lost in it because I'm unable to be myself or B Ooh, hey, maybe I was it Ooh. Yeah, really <laughs> um, or B maybe there's some things I really enjoy the person or I really, you know, I really enjoy this relationship. Maybe that's something I can mm. change about myself. Thank you for bringing right. it to my attention. I don't want to put you in a position where you're uncomfortable or you're hurt constantly, but right. feel the need, you feel the need that you have to be my friend. I don't like that. I'd right. rather it just be done. Just be out, be out in the open. Yeah. Too old. I'm too old to worry about how other people think of me. Just tell me Gosh. what, what you think. <laughs> I'm trying very hard to teach Gavin the lesson of, um, somebody else's opinion of you is none of your business. Right. He is and like, somebody else's what? opinion. Yeah. And somebody else's opinion is not you. We live in a world that everybody and everybody that we come into contact with literally has a different version of you in their head. And it's their reflection of themselves seeing right. within you is how they interpret you. Right. I 100% know I'm a bitch. And I know that there's many oh, people in this world that, that think that think that, and I'm okay with it. I've learned to embrace that. You're really not a bitch. Like, <laughs> so I, I feel like there's a difference between being a bitch and just being like authentic and truthful. Right. Because we've, we talked about this before. Like you're not yeah. a bitch. Well, Although for all I know, you could be intending to be a bitch, but your delivery is not that. So no. <laughs> I never intend to be a bitch. <laughs> and I don't think you do. <laughs> Uh, I'm a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. <laughs> All right. So I guess it's your turn. Ooh. What so, is, oh, do you want me to yeah, ask it? Question. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask it. What is something that you used to apologize for that you are unlikely to apologize for now? I am unlikely to apologize for anything that I don't feel I did wrong or that I should be sorry for. So if I don't think that I messed up, but you think I did, I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. If I don't think I did wrong, I'm not going to apologize for it just to appease the other person anymore. Right. So you're trying to get to almost the point that I'm at. Isn't that funny how, mm -hmm. like how the dynamic is different there? Yeah. Um, so I don't want to apologize for anything that I'm not truly sorry for. Right. And you shouldn't. So that's my, there should be like rules. We should make up a rules. Like you should apologize when you have left the path of what you are. Like when you've left yourself or you've changed an action about yeah. yourself to appease another person or, or right now I'll apologize if something I did hurt your feelings. And I, I've told Shane and I think I've recently told Shane, like, I'm sorry that your feelings got hurt, but I'm not sorry for what I did or said. Right. I meant it. <laughs> Right. I think it's also fair to say, like, right, if, if you apologize for things that you mean, right, you, there can always be a nicer way to say things, is what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, for sure. I mean, you I know? have an attitude in my voice 90% of the time. <laughs> I don't mean to, but it just, 
right. comes out. But we shouldn't apologize for making the point. So right. it's the delivery. I'm always yeah. big. That delivery. I've. It's taken me a long time to get to having a, a good way of delivering messages. I'm still um, working on that. <laughs> delivery is key. It really changes delivery the dynamic of the situation. Key. Yes. So. All right, well, this was good. This was good. I learned some fun things doing this. Yeah. Some things about myself. So, <laughs> yeah, if you heard something that resonated with you, we'd love for you to share that with us. Yeah, uh, we posted on Instagram this week for a little exercise for everybody yes. to practice. Um, when you wake up tomorrow, whenever you listen to this, or if you already started it, pay attention to how many times I'm sorry, or I apologize comes out of your mouth. <laughs> or typed the- out if you type or it typed text out. Or you know. Yep, or typed out. Track it. And let us know if you're actually apologizing because you legitimately did something wrong or for whatever reason you felt you had to apologize. Or you had to a bad so- habit. Or soften the situation before yeah. it actually happens. Pay attention to it because the, the first step is admitting, right? And then Acknowledging this- and admitting. Acknowledging, admitting, and then you can get to a place to go where we start taking things and replacing it. Like Heather used a great example. Thank you. Let me, yeah. Maybe we can find some keywords. Uh, Look out throughout the week. We'll post some keywords in our stories, maybe of replacements that we can try. And Um, um, if you found something helpful, share it. Leave us a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave us a review. Um, we have a couple episodes coming up soon with different people that we're excited we're about. Excited. So we'll announce yeah. those when they come up. But as always, please just leave please leave us a review. Follow, follow and like us on Instagram at DM us. What was that? I said DM us. Oh, DM us. Slide yeah. into our DMs. <laughs> Slide into our DMs. Unlikely to apologize podcast on Instagram. And then you can email us if you'd rather do it that way at hello at unlikely to apologize podcast. I'm likely to apologize.com. Oops. <laughs> there it is. There's the blooper of the week. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys. We'll see you later. All right, great.